Welcome to Second Acts. I'm your host, Linwood Lawton. And with the coronavirus affecting almost every aspect and every element of daily life, media, particularly television and film, have been affected. Here to help me make some sense of all of this is Parker Enix Ross, my favorite media critic. Parker, how's it going? It's going well. Uh, I'm staying inside mainly, but other than that, pretty solid. Now, how has the outbreak of the virus affected? Well, let's let me ask you how it's affected you in particular. I know that you like to go out, obviously, and and go to theaters and see films. Have you been able to do that? No, and kind of. I tend to, if I can, see movies with friends just to get their opinions and you know make for for lively discussion uh but i have no qualms seeing a movie by myself and this weekend you're kind of weighing the the odds of you know going out and seeing a movie and then you have to decide and the are the movies out kind of worth that trade-off so <laughs> worth risking gotta, your life is that what so what we have out are bloodshot and onward, and I don't know that I feel strongly enough about an okay-looking Pixar movie and Vin Diesel's Bloodshot to kind of to to really risk it. And it's 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 one of these kind of things you think I'm probably not going to get the virus. Well, why are you hating on Vin Diesel? But, why are you hating on Vin Diesel? Because Vin Diesel's <laughs> best role might have been in Saving Private Ryan, and that was 1997. Vin Diesel was in Saving Private Ryan? He is in Saving Private no, Ryan. He's, he's one of the kind of generic soldiers in that platoon that has to go get Matt Damon, and he gets killed by a sniper. Wait a minute. I've seen that film. Vin Diesel's definitely in Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, if you say so. I, uh, I, I don't remember him at all, and I've seen that movie off, off at camera, least we'll, a half a dozen times. Well, I'll pull it up for you. I'll prove it to you. He's in Saving Private Ryan. Okay. <laughs> all right. I, I believe you, but I, like I said, I just don't remember it. Now, how has uh, the coronavirus and, and the... Um, all of the cautions and all of the all of the things that that the experts are telling us to do how has that affected the film and television industry so primarily on the movie front it is canceled a bunch of premieres so the first the first kind of domino to fall was james bond so no time to die was set to open in april that premiere got pushed back to november uh, because that was going to open kind of stateside and in China. And obviously China is where the these outbreaks started. So they canceled, you know, the Beijing premiere and kind of shut those down. Uh, they shut down the Italian premiere. And then at that point, I think the kind of the producers and theaters decided, all right, we're just going to push this because you cut out that China market. That's a huge chunk of your profit. A lot of these movies now make, uh, the bulk of their overseas money in China, but wasn't uh, aren't Bond films usually? When was this one due to be released? This one was due to be released uh, early April. Aren't they usually released around Christmas time? Yeah, so some of them. Skyfall had opened up in November, right? Um, and offhand, I think Spectre opened in the summer, so they kind of scatter them oh, around. Okay. Yeah. The placement of them just tends to be, I think, where they think they can make the most, most impact. Money. Yeah. And I think releasing it in April, the the kind of blockbuster season gets pushed back a little bit more kind of every year. 
it seems. So pushing it in April would have gotten it ahead of whatever Marvel was going to do later in kind of the May months. Um, so that might have been the thinking behind that. And so, I mean, but now it's been pushed back. And then following that, um, Jonathan Krasinski of Office fame, his horror movie, A Quiet Place 2, got pushed back. Well, wait a minute. Wait a, minute. A Quiet Place 2, for yep. those of us who aren't familiar with it, didn't may want to see it, bring us up to date from one. Give us a short synopsis of one and lead us into two. So A Quiet, a Quiet Place was a movie, kind of a post-apocalyptic horror movie where there are these kind of monsters that were attracted to sound. So you you could not make a sound. Just they would come, they'd kill you, that'd be it. I don't and, and we're talking don't sneeze, don't cough, don't trip over a thing. And so Emily Blunt's family has to go kind of across country and kind of forge and survive. And it's, you know, how do you basically live in a world with no sound with these creatures and how how does this family cope and Jonathan Krasinski was played the father in that he also uh, wrote and directed it with his wife Emily Blunt and it's kind of um, it was unique for a horror movie Um, the incorporation of sign language is something an element kind of that gave it made the world feel real they had to teach their kids the importance of like being quiet and all of this and New kind of tension, and it was just very well received. So people were excited for uh, the the follow up to it. All right, so that's the quiet place. Yes, that's uh, a quiet place. Yes. Oh, a quiet place. Um, now Disney has. <laughs> I'm surprised that this was one of the ones you wanted to talk about, but um, we have you on because of your knowledge of film and your analysis of different ones. Disney has. Mulan. Yes. So Disney's continuing this kind of slew of remaking old properties as live action. Uh, I don't know why, because especially now with Disney Plus, if I wanted to see Lion King, I can just go online and watch Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. And these kind of get mixed reviews because it's I feel it's kind of retreading an old ground and there's uh, an element of magic that is lost when it's not an animation. I think these work as animated movies because the the things you can do in animation kind of break uh, the confines of what's capable in a, a live action sense. And because live action, you're going to have to incorporate a lot of CGI that doesn't tend to age as well as hand drawn animation. Like Snow White looks about the same as it did in 19 in the 1940s when it was released but like that gives it a timeless quality whereas i don't know i couldn't tell you how well the cgi on the beast and beauty and the beast is going to look 30 years from now well i can tell you this when i was in college which was quite a while ago um disney released fantasia which i believe was uh an animated feature that was created and first released in the 40s you'd have to go back and and check yes and they had an updated version in uh 2000 they did fantasia 2000 now the one in 2000 i haven't seen but the one that i'm referring to the 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 original right i guess it's the original was wildly popular right wildly popular now it appealed to a generation that had seen snow white um 
I'm trying to think of some of the other Disney animated. Snow White's the one that really comes to mind. Um, there are some others that, that we saw. But uh, Fantasia, because of the music and just yeah. some of the other elements, uh, college students would alter their consciousness, so to speak, and then go see Fantasia. So I agree with you that I, I couldn't imagine Fantasia being live action. I right. mean, you, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said there's an element of, and, and, and correct me if I don't get this right, but there's an element of wonder yes. that on the animation that is lost in the live action. So, okay, so that's why. Yeah. So this is live, this is actually Mulan live action. Yes, this okay. is live action. And now the reason this was kind of. Uh, there was a lot of anticipation for this because it's a full Chinese cast. And in an era where we're trying to be more diverse, be more inclusive, this would kind of be a huge production with a Chinese cast with the backing of Disney. And, you know, it was going to hit in American and Chinese markets. And again, like to, to kind of appeal to those Chinese audiences. So they kind of were expecting a big net, game for this movie and that has been kind of postponed indefinitely till kind of the outbreak gets sorted out so i have a lot of little kids just very upset that mulan isn't but then they have what's the one uh the uh let it go what is that? oh frozen <laughs> yeah frozen frozen, two's frozen on disney two's. plus <laughs> i'm sure I'm sure parents are thrilled to rewatch frozen 2 again um so yeah you you see these kind of concerns especially with these china markets that you know studios have to be conscious of now right uh and trying to you know uh you know i want a nicer word than pander but it is pandering to (laughs) to the to the markets to kind of get that uh that dollar yeah that dollar dollar bill y'all yeah when i ask you to send me some some ideas of things you (laughs) some of these that came up i was had a raised eyebrow on the new mutants. Yeah. So are new mutants. It's yes. not the new new mutants. Um, tell us about that. New mutants was a movie that had been kind of teased because Fox back when Fox owned the rights to X-Men, they kind of never seemed to really know what to do with the property. They knew the X-Men were popular and insanely popular. And they kind of just kept throwing movies out there just to see, all right, maybe this one will work. And of the something like 11 movies they had released, maybe five of them had been any good, depending on who you ask. And they kind of were all basically the same. You just swap out different mutants. It was kind of like throwing darts at a board or like, all right, this movie's going to have these five mutants. Did that work? No. But the new mutants, they had gotten a director and they looked like they were going to angle it more for kind of a horror movie type feel and that was kind of exciting and the new mutants as a comic series are kind of popular because they aren't the standard x-men people were familiar with they're not it's not a team comprised of you know uh professor x and magneto and wolverine and all these kind of mutants that we've basically seen in some form or another since 2000 when they started making these movies uh, it was supposed to come out 2017, then it got pushed back with the kind of um, when Disney acquired uh, Fox and got the mutant license as a result. And the kind of fear was that this movie was going to be 
uh, too dark, too violent, too, you know, rated R for Disney, who's kind of this very family conservative, friendly, right? Mm-hmm. Very, you know, we're just not, we're not, have no interest in it. But then Disney said, no, we were going to release it. it was supposed to be like 2018, got pushed back. And then there were all these rumors, though, I had to reshoot it, they had to cut it. Stuff was. No one really knew what was going on with this movie, and they finally kind of quietly released a trailer for it in February of this year, and they were like, all right, April, it's coming out in April. But now the the, uh, the, uh, coronavirus epidemic has pushed that back. And that's been kind of delayed indefinitely, so now the speculation will begin again. Uh, Last rumor of it was they were going to just quietly release it on Hulu, because that seems to be kind of where they're less traditionally family friendly stuff seems to be getting well, actually that seems to be a viable um alternative for a lot of a lot of uh studios releasing things because they don't have to necessarily use um theaters they can they can stream it and that still has get been an um, kind of in seeing the kind of discourse on twitter and online people speculating of like instead of doing all these premieres could they just go to video on go, demand services right, right. Um, and I think that could work for something like New Mutants, but there's no way Disney's just going to release Mulan on Disney Plus. No, that's and, not going to happen. Like it just right. it won't work. There was another film that was supposed to be released, I believe, in the fall. It's called The Hunt, and I read a uh, a, a review of that online, uh, I believe, on HuffPo, and it's wildly controversial. Yes. mainly because from my reading of it, people read in a lot more to it than it really is so why don't you expand on that a little so bit? what i could gather from the hunt was it was supposed to have dropped last a uh, kind of last fall and uh it the premise appeared to be a, a sort of uh the world's most dangerous game is hunting man where wherein liberals would hunt conservatives in kind of the woods and hunt them for sport and kind of um the the president got a hold of it and he started lambasting the studio and people kind of seized on to this premise and uh, kind of um, forced the studio to delay it to this year was supposed to drop again late March early April and that's kind of been pushed back indefinitely I I don't know that I would have seen it because it kind of seemed very campy very really over the top and it's and been done before. At least three times. Yeah, this whole idea of hunting humans. Uh, there was one where Vin, not Vin Diesel, um, the guy plays in Transporter. Um, Jason Statham. Jason Statham uh, was in a prison. And, right. You know. Yeah. Um, it's not a particularly unique yeah, premise. Right. And of, of hunting humans. Right. Unless some, they got someone with some, some real vision behind it, like a Jordan Peele, to kind of do some really a good satirical take on it. I just, I wouldn't have been that worked up about it but so even now this one's going to get pushed back finally yeah <laughs> finally and i read this <sighs> fast and furious nine nine <laughs> it's right up there with star wars and that's how many it, i'm sorry yeah oh, i'm, I'm sorry get, put, putting them in the same is saying it'll in the get same more breath than star wars, star wars. They're, <laughs> they're splitting the 10th one into two parts <laughs> so I, the reason I I just I saw exactly one of these films, the first one. Yep. How they got to nine 
it's beyond me. But in any case, is it true that, or from what you've read, that they've put this thing off for a year? Yes. So Fast 9 was supposed to, again, drop um, relatively soon as it had it. And they decided to push it back a whole a whole year. So it was scheduled for May. Uh, and they're just they're kicking it to, to, to next May of year. 2021. Well, Parker, thank you for coming in and updating us on on that. Uh, the fact that you're um, staying home doing doing what our our uh, health experts have told us to do. Uh, so I imagine you'll be working on your script a little bit more and you perhaps you'll be getting it out there. Is, is, is that the case? Are you that's the idea. So the, the hope is to finish it. Uh, it's a short, so I'm aiming it to be somewhere in the ballpark of about 15 pages. Uh, I'm at eight and a half, almost nine. So hopefully get it another six, seven pages out and then submit it for a March 31st deadline. And hopefully uh, at the very least get some professional grade feedback and just see where I am. Because right. I think the, the best mark of this uh, of really anything you got to know from professionals what they kind of look for what their what the industry looks for certain things that in my writing style maybe I have to change adapt fix and getting that feedback I think will be valuable for the next one I can write and submit and build from there well it's a process and we're all um or particularly I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, following your progress and seeing you or seeing your work up on the big screen one day sooner, perhaps later. Parker, thank you for, for uh, joining us. Thank you for coming in and, and uh, updating us on how the coronavirus epidemic or pandemic now, it's not an epidemic, is, uh, is affecting the film industry. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to Second Acts. I'm your host, Linwood Lawton. Second Acts is recorded at the Macro Sound Studios in Union, New Jersey. And you can hear all of our podcasts on SoundCloud at Linwood Lawton Second Acts. See you next time. <laughs>